this very moment, you're entering the vortex of Mystic Podcast. I am so excited to spend this time together, but before we do, I want to share something with you. I have created a meditation to prioritize our energy by healing and clearing our energy fields so that we are in our highest timeline and our highest frequency everywhere we go every day. And all you've got to do is to go on the show notes and download the meditation and listen to it today. Also, if you are loving my work, if you're loving my words, if you deeply connect to everything that I share into my energy and desire to work with me one-on-one to activate your divine gifts, to accelerate your spiritual ascension, and to come back to your truest, most authentic expression, make sure that you send me a DM on Instagram or that you go directly to my website, itaniela.arango.com. I can't wait to hear from you. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. I love your energy and love, you know, because this is the thing about being a reflector. Like I feel the feels of people. It's like when I'm with somebody, I'm in their world. I'm like a a guest in their home. And some homes feel really good. (laughs) And some homes, not so much. So just watching you, it's like... um, uh, a delightfulness on its own. And I'm so excited to just spend some time with you and, and get to know you and, and just, you know, go into deep conversations about certain things that pop up for us today that is alive for us um, in this moment. So one of the things that I'm super curious about your work, Ashe, it's like quantum energetics and money. Those two things are like fascinating. And I think you're like all about it and you love it and you really have mastered um, in your own way, those energetics. But in those two things, for you right now in this moment, what feels like alive? Like there is something that you're like, you know, about either quantum or money, because we can go either way. Um, is there anything that is like super alive and super juicy for you right now that you've recently moved through and it's like now this new piece? Mm. <sighs> well, thank you, by the way. And I'm excited to to be here. And I feel I wanted to share too that I feel similarly about energetics and energy. And when you shared that you vibe in my energy field, I choose people to be on podcasts that I feel that as well with because there's so much that happens within that space, right? Within that meeting, that intimacy, the the understanding and the, yeah, the energetic vortex that's created. So absolutely. Yeah. So I love that. And yeah, energy and the quantum field is so my thing because we have the potential to completely shift our, well, I wouldn't say completely shift our subconscious because our subconscious is our subconscious. <laughs> yes, we have a really good opportunity to impact our subconscious mind in an insane way, right? And so much of my discovery of quantum reality. I've spent the last, I don't know, 10 years really diving deep into different dimensions of quantum. I, you know, read maybe 15 years ago, read The Secret or 12 years ago, something like that, that kind of sparked it. And, and then I was off and, you know, one of the things that's so fascinating to me about my work and the work that I see happening through my clients is that the more true power one holds, the easier it becomes to play within the quantum and the easier it is to receive and welcome in money. And we, we 
embody our deepest power most frequently when we work on the moments in our lives where we are the most triggered. And one of the things that people don't understand is they think that power is when they're dancing or meditating or on a session with a client. And all of that is power too. That's a part of your power, but it's really the power in the most intimate moments. So when you're being seen by a lover and there's eye gazing, when you're in, in a lovemaking session, when you are triggered, when you're at your parents, like these are the moments where there's so much opportunity to arrive into a, a powerful place, a secure place within the body, right? And the body then is the key to magnetize because if the body is stressed out and triggered all the time and in bad relationships, then the access that one has to the energetic field of possibility is diminished. But when we can be in these moments of trigger or challenge or high intensity through a sense of empowerment, through a sense of self, through a sense of holding it, holding it together, which doesn't mean not having emotions. It just means like being really present to yourself, not blaming or shaming or projecting onto another. In my experience, the more power I hold, and so, and also the more healing I do in my, from my past and just allowing to, allowing, allowing myself to live a, a healing lifestyle where I'm healing the wounds of the past and being really active about not creating new ones, mm-hmm. the more I am seated in my power and then the more access I have to five people are going to sign up to my course today or 20 people are going to, and it's more, it's quicker, right? It's quicker and it works. One, because I chose it too. Two, because I've had a lot of practice with saying, this is the reality that I'm saying yes to, and this is what's going to happen in my, in my field. So there, there's the fact that I chose and the, and then there's the fact that there's practice over time. And then the third piece is the embodiment of power over and over and over again, which makes those first two really available. Um, so yeah, I just had the most beautiful launch of orgasmic abundance, for example. And I really wanted to, I had the desire to do a few master classes to launch. I really love getting to support people in that way where people are really understanding the work that I do. Um, But during the lunch period, a handful of different circumstances happened where I wasn't able to do that. Um, I visited family for a week and I really wanted to be super present there. There were, and then there were a number of other pieces that showed up in my space where it didn't allow me to. And I had the choice to say, okay, well, this ruins everything. I'm not going to receive the amount of people that I want. Or I can just say, no, I like doing the minimal pieces that I know I want to do that I have the capacity for is going to call in all the people, right? I'm going to receive all that I desire, all that life desires for me. Um, And so it's these, we have choice points. We have so many choice points in our life where we get to decide if 
we rise and open to meet the moment or contract and close. And every time we can rise and open to the highest possibility of, of the moment, really, that's when we shift reality, right? And then the quantum becomes so much more available because there's all this leading up, like moments and moments and moments leading up. And so it's practice over time. I love that. And it's so interesting because one of the things that, you know, we hear people say, it's like holding the vision of something that's not yet in the physical realm. Because if when we are reacting to the physical realm, it's basically it's the past. Like we already created it. So holding, when you talk about like holding the vision and holding the power, you mean holding onto something that is not yet real. Totally. Yeah. We can't look at the past to create the future. We can't even really look at the present to create the future. Exactly. We can only look at the future to create the future if we're wanting to co-create with life in this way where we're stepping into our highest timeline, we're looking at the highest possibility of what we desire. And I like to say, and what life desires of us, because um, there is personal desire, but there's also soul purpose, right? That you can't deny. So there's, I definitely have a desire for where my life is going to go, but I also simultaneously have my soul's trajectory, which I feel and know within my bones of where I'm going to go. And it's that timeline that we have to learn how to tap into and align to and create from. And then the other piece in terms of, you know, energetic alignment to that timeline, to the soul's trajectory, the highest trajectory of the soul, so much of it for me is, is, based on my two things one my ability to open to the moment and open through the moment which looks like what I shared about triggers and also just challenges that show up in our lives and our our ability to open through so in romantic relationship and when things come up with clients to open the heart to open the body to rise to meet that and then the other thing is knowing knowing when I'm at my best, you know, knowing the state, how I feel when I'm at my best, right? When I'm feeling like everything is just happening, life is easy, things are manifesting, my body feels good, I feel clear and bright and present and powerful, I've got things to say to the world, like I know what that is. And so if I'm not there, and I'm not the, I'm not always there for sure. We can't right. always be in our best state, but I do have reference for where I can return to, right? Mm-hmm. I do have reference for like, okay, if I want to go there, then I'll probably would be best to do a five-minute meditation before bed and write a gratitude list. It's the simple things for me, right? But like certain rituals or practices that then plug me back into that place where things are flowing more freely. And so if nothing else, my desire is to be living in joy, right? And that desire to be living in joy and to be living in an open, pleasured state of being, flowing in my body, uh, letting my feminine lead, right? The feminine is so connected to sensation and pleasure and feeling. And so for me, like that alone allows me to 
create the energetic alignment that I'm seeking or looking for, trying to be in that is a natural magnet to all that I desire. And it's when pleasure is flowing and joy is flowing and my body is flowing that everything that I do in my business is so easy because Mm. it's natural. It's who I am. And so here is something that is really interesting when it comes to like, so the present moment comes with the present moment. Like when we are in the present moment, there is as you're saying, challenges, things, you know, movement, there is that in the present moment. And then there is our vision, which is quote unquote, the future. So it's like also these two things, the polarity of not even the polarity, I think it's more than union, if anything, of this is the present moment, yet this is the future that I'm building. So like not reacting, because that's kind of like the the paradoxy, I guess, of all of it. It's like, here is the present moment presenting things that are feel that feel very real. And then there is the frequency in which I want to be, I think is what you're talking about. Like, this is what I know I'm capable of. This is what I know that the highest frequency of my being. And here is a present moment that is asking for me to move through, through those, you know, to trickle down all of those things. So, and I don't know why this is coming through. It's like thinking about, okay, here is the present moment because we hear so many, so much about being the present, being the present. But I think we have to remember, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this too. Remember that being the present, but not being the present as a reaction of it, but like being the present as actively creating it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. When I So when I look to the future, I don't see the future and then see steps like like steps to get there I see here's the future here's where I'm going here's what's coming and then I ask myself how can I embody those frequencies here and now how can I embody the joy of that state or the bliss or the ecstasy or the freedom or the power or the sovereignty how can I embody that now in the simplest of ways and so my my experience then becomes like the future is already happening now through me. So I'm an active experience. There's nothing lacking. I'm not in, I'm not lacking. I think that's the the thing that trips people up is they see a future vision and then it feels so far away Mm -hmm. to get there. And it's like, well, how am I going to have 5 million views on YouTube when right now I only have 500? Like how it feels so far away. But if you can be the person that has 5 million, and if you can show up to your YouTube channel and just be like so thrilled because you have 5 million and you can act through your life like you were that person, there's there's no longer that scarcity of what's to come because you already get to live it here and now. And then in terms of when in the present moment there are triggers or traumas or emotions that that come up, the the thing to note is that that work and our healing work and our feeling work and the emotions that arise is a human process. It's not a when I'm in this future vision of myself, I'll never have an emotion again. I'm never going to cry. I'm never going to get angry. I'm never going to be frustrated. No, you're still going to have all of that. So your emotions don't take you out and your challenging experiences don't take you out of the creation of your future and where you're going. If anything, they have the potential to speed things up for you. And 
I like to tell my clients, I like to say when, when people ask me, what's the quick fix or, you know, if you could speed things up for people, you know, what would be the thing that you would do? And I say, feel everything, feel all of your emotions, feel, bring, bring, bring yourself back to a state where it was natural, like a baby to cry when you needed to cry and to stomp when you needed to stomp and to hide under the pillows when you wanted to hide under the pillows and give yourself that liberation because it's that feeling state that one moves emotions through the system clear faster so that we can return to a a state of more flowing higher vibe like higher <laughs> vibrational emotions um so it clears them quicker but also you get to learn so much about yourself and it's such a important step to when we're on a soul trajectory, it's all about knowing yourself. It's all about knowing yourself deeply and cultivating your power through that self-knowing. And so if you're wanting that path, like feel, feel everything, feel what you don't have, feel what you want, feel the hurt of when your boyfriend said no to you, feel, feel it all. And life will start unfolding in really beautiful ways for you. And we as a society have been robbed of our feeling nature. And so there's so much relearning that we all need to do to start feeling again. And I think I love all of this because it reminds me of, for me in my own journey, was the awakening of my masculine side. As you're saying, like the, the soul journey really is knowing every piece of ourselves and we know ourselves through our emotions but there are you know of course the the main two energies which is the masculine and the feminine that carry us through the experiences and I think one of the things about emotions is like you know just the thought of like going all the way through the emotions can feel very chaotic and especially for women who really are very sensitive creatures who can get lost in in in, in the overwhelm of emotions so I think for me one of the biggest pieces that I found when it comes to all of this was the return of the masculine that is the container so that I can feel safe in my body to really let go and let life carry me. Because for me, I didn't trust money to carry me. I didn't trust my partners to carry me. I didn't trust my family to carry me. I didn't trust life to carry me to begin with. So my own journey has been the return of the masculine and really trusting that. And I would love to hear your story because I know that you have such a delicious you know, relationship with your masculine and your feminine and you talk a lot about feminine leadership but also I think it's so important for us to understand the the role of the masculine containers mm, I love this awareness and and question it's so beautiful and you know it's feminine leadership because we've been so denied of leadership from a feminine perspective, Amen. but that doesn't mean that it's devoid of masculine energetics. In fact, having masculine capacity isn't like we need masculine capacity to just simply be in a podcast right now because it's literally just presence and, mm -hmm. and ground and stability, right? Um, you also need that to feel safe in an emotional release process or in a really deep self-pleasure practice. You really need to feel like I've got myself. I'm witnessing this moment too. I'm not 
all alone in this. And so re-merging with both sides of our masculine and feminine is really is the journey so that we can create feminine leadership in our lives so that we can live our lives through feminine based perspectives, right? Because we do have that container and that holding and it's, it's, it's so important. And one of the things that I have people do sometimes if they are wanting to work on building their masculine capacity, again, especially when it's related to feeling a lot is to set timers. So if you are you know, feeling sad, set a timer for five minutes and say, okay, you've got five minutes to feel sad. And so your masculine is kind of coming in and being like, babe, I got you. I see you're sad Mm -hmm. and right here, I'm going to hold you. And then we're going to move on, right? It's not going to be this way forever. And I see this even reflected in my partnership right now. Like when right now I'm moving through some initiations in my physical health and my body. And again, my my partner is like, babe, we got this. It's not going to be here for forever. And it's so, it's so significant to this same process that we give ourselves as women, which is just I got you and let's go all the way through. I'm here and we can make it through. And then the other thing is that, you know, in, in, for women, we, we tend to either be hyper feminine or hyper masculine. And again, we're merging, we're coming back into the center instead of being super hyper feminine or super hyper masculine. So everyone's going to be in a different spot. Um, when we're super hyper feminine, we usually have such a hard time with numbers. So how are we going to make money if we are like numbers freak us out, right? Or scheduling is too much for us or sitting down to work even can feel like really intense for a hyper feminine being. I air more on the hyper feminine side. And so it's been work for me to come back and bring my inner masculine to support myself, to get my work out, to receive money, to um, build a solid business, not just have, you know, a couple courses and a couple clients, but to build a business, it really did take that, that, that holding and that structure of my inner man to, to come in and to have a seat at the table. And then when we're hyper masculine, when we're women, female bodies, and we're hyper masculine, we have a harder time um, magnetizing, using the quantum field, tapping into our intuition, listening to the body wisdom about things. And so, when when we tend to go hyper masculine, what I see most most often is that women can get to a certain level with money because they're taking action and doing the things, right? So there's like cool, I'm at these like 30K months or like 50K months even, or maybe even like I had a client who was making 100K months, but she was so hyper in her masculine that it was completely plateaued and it wouldn't go anywhere for years. And so our whole work was bringing her back into balance with her sexuality, with her intuition, with her feminine, with her desires, so that that hyper-masculine energy could come and reach a space where then it's working in tandem with the feminine. And that's what we're working towards, right? A unified center within ourselves. And when I feel that unity within myself and when I know that both, both of my pieces are online, 
Um, and I do this in various ways and practices, both in my business and in somatic practice. Um, when I do that, I feel then and I experience that I get to play in the business world from the feminine place, which is where I really want to play from, right? Like that's what I'm so curious about. I'm curious about only launching when I desire, doing it my own way, listening to my soul, following my intuition. That's what I'm curious about. I'm curious about being my fullest expression online and having people witness that and resonate, right? I'm curious about building my own personal power in my individual life and letting that be reflected in my work so and letting that draw people in, right? This is the game that I'm the most interested in. And it works because I've got my inner man being like, all right, so Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are your most work days. The rest of the week, you're in more feminine space. Yeah. And I need that, right? I need to have the the holding and then certain rituals uh, and practices and strategies in my business are my inner masculine holding that intuition and that flow as well. So it's so important that we understand this and that we work on, okay, if I'm leaning more towards this one side, how can I balance balance back out? And I think I love the idea because I'm seeing it like this. I love the idea that, you know, however deep we want to go into our ma- into our feminine, the masculine can meet us. I think one of the biggest things that we have is that we feel like we may walk way too far away from the masculine. And then we have to return to some kind of idea that we have about masculine structures and masculine energies. But as you say, the deeper you go into your feminine, you're asking your inner man to say, Hey, meet me here. And what do you look like here? What, what can you, what can we do together here at this level of depth that I want to play in my feminine? It's not about, you know, going, coming away from the feminine to meet the masculine It's about going there together. I love that. Yeah. And it's just like we want that in relationship. A lot of a lot of women, you know, have the desire or more so the fear, like, will this man be able to continue to meet me as I continue to grow in my power? Maybe we've been together for three years and I just completely came into my power and made, you know, a hundred thousand dollars and I'm on this path and and I'm, you know, opening my sexuality and I'm opening myself in various ways, can this man continue to meet me? And so when we're asking ourselves that question in our relationships, we're probably asking it as a reflection of what's happening internally. And I've always said to myself, um, like, I want to be in partnership with a man whose masculine essence and masculine core is a reflection of my inner masculine. And if his masculine is not a reflection of mine, if his masculine is not as um, deep as my inner masculine is, then it's not really going to work. Like I need someone who's a match um, for, for my energy in that way, because I know he can hold me. I know he can hold my feminine if, because I know that I hold my feminine. Exactly. My inner masculine holds my inner feminine. So our masculines have to be a match so that I can feel like he can hold me. 
And that is a journey on its own to really, you know, have the trust and the patience and the commitment to finding that person that can really hold you or to work within your partnership to get there together, to really understand what are the needs and not and yes, the needs, of course, the, the basic needs, but also the desires of the exploration within the feminine and what that looks like in partnership. So I, I absolutely love that. And there is something that came up that I kind of want to return to, which was the piece that you talked about when you said oh, you were over towards the, the feminine at the beginning. You were like a hyper feminine um, leader, you know, in a, a few years ago, because I know you've been in business for, for quite a while, which I think is incredible. And so when you were in that, you were saying that a lot of the times the people that are hyper feminine have have a hard time with numbers, like numbers that scare them or they don't know how, they don't know what, like it's a little bit chaotic. So mm -hmm. it's that a reflection of your own journey. Like how was, how has been your journey with numbers? Like as was, is it that at the beginning the numbers were low or were like up and down and then now all of a sudden you found your masculine and then the numbers reflected that? Like, I'm so curious about that journey for you. Totally. Well, I have been in this work for the past six years and the first two years, I had no concept of numbers or even having a six-figure year or a seven-figure <laughs> year. I was just like, I want to not have a boss and do and help women. That's all I was operating in. And I, it was, it was all over the place a little bit. Like it, it was different every month for sure. I had no, it wasn't until... It wasn't until 2020 that I realized that I needed a baseline of what I knew without any shadow of a doubt was coming in. Kind of like, you know, when people feel like, oh, I feel safe having a salary because right. I don't have to question it. And I remember I used to, when my, at the very beginning, when I first started this journey, I remember my parents being like, it'll probably, it'll be safer to have a salary. You know, you never know. And I always had the opinion where I was like, I don't care. I don't need to be safe. Like I like the mystery. I like the unknown. I like, and I, I, I just trust it, you know, mm -hmm. but over time I realized that that wasn't that fun. And that was, <laughs> Um, and I, I, you know, I was always growing in my business. The, the, the first year, um, I did like 80 K or something like that. And the second year was like 300 K. So there was, I was always growing, but I didn't have much of a concept still of that growth. Um, it felt really distant and it, I was just in like the fun and joy of it, which was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's there's a maturity now that I hold that she didn't hold, which is that I know a baseline number that's coming in based on my recurring payments that every course that I launch every because courses are really unknown. You never know really how many people are going to be inside, but you can be certain of how many people are in your one on one containers or how many people are in more of the intimate containers that are a bigger price, a bigger investment. Those are the ones that now I've implemented into my reality where I've been riding this baseline of, I think last year it was like 60K, this year it's 100K baseline where it's like, I don't even have to question that. And so everything, everything else is a cherry on top. 
And that is that is the result of bringing my inner man in to say, okay, this is what my system requires and needs and is standing for. And this is what I'm going to have. And then I made that, put that in place. And when we don't have our inner masculine, we also have a hard time really believing and putting into action the things that we know will be beneficial. It's kind of like, yeah, I want this, but we'll see if it happens. But the inner, the masculine is just no story. He's just, you know, the masculine energetic is, is to the point and it wants to get things done and it wants to get things done in the quickest, fastest time that it can. It doesn't want to waste energy. It just wants to say, here's the thing and I'm going to create it and that's it. And he's not concerned with the drama of, well, what if they don't like me? What if I'm not good enough? What if people say no? What if this? What if that? The inner man and the masculine and all of us is just straightforward, you know? And so I think most people need a dose of that (laughs) because we all get lost in our, you know, we all get lost in the why it won't work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But the inner man is, and, and that's the other thing that happened is during those first years, I was still running stories of why not that it wouldn't work for me, but that I always had this, even though I was making money, I always had this nervous system fear that it would go away. And now that I've implemented more of that strength from my inner masculine, I have zero fear about that. I have such trust with money, such trust with myself, such trust with my business and what's possible that there's, there's holding there, you know, there's holding, there's stability. And so there's a rest that gets to happen in my body. And this is the magic when we bring the inner masculine in is that the feminine body actually has more space to relax open and to surrender. And just like in a really deep somatic or pleasure practice, if we don't know that we can hold ourselves through whatever comes up, then the feminine doesn't feel safe to unravel. But if I say to myself, this could be challenging. Like for example, um, one of the things that I've always done when moving through heartbreak is, or just like the release of a relationship is, Mm -hmm. is self-pleasure practice. And every time I say to myself, like, I know this is going to be hard, but I got you. And whatever comes up, I'm holding you. Because through, in, in my world, pleasure and the heart are connected. It's not just pleasure for pleasure. It's pleasure to be with and feel and move with the emotions that are alive. And so when my inner masculine says, like, I got you and I will hold you through whatever grief or sadness or memory comes up, then I can take myself really deep, right? I can unravel my body and my heart and my mind and arrive into a place that is free, right? And so the same happens in our business. We bring our inner masculine in with money, with with our bank account, with our organization. And then all of a sudden, the feminine has more space to listen to intuition, to make the moves that she wants to, because there's that baseline. And practically speaking, and I love all of this because it, it clicks so much in the energetics, but pl- practically speaking, do you remember, was there like a point within your journey where you were like, okay, here is where we 
like the the masculine penetrates. Like this is the point in which I say yes to the masculine and yes to be held this way in reoccurring revenue, in bigger places in my business or in, you know, in any way, in any area. Was it like a point for you where you were like, yeah, this is when it penetrated. This is where it entered. It's happened in multiple times throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first time was really the most memorable, I would say, because I created a whole course out of it. Um, I was launching courses at the time. I was in a relationship that was a beautiful bond, but also a lot of like woundedness and trauma showing up in that partnership. So it wasn't an easy one. It was a Mm -hmm. look at everything relationship. And so I was kind of in the unsettledness of that. And then I was also feeling unsettled with my course launches, kind of like, okay, I don't never know. Could 20 people be there? Could 30? And it was just this this feeling of I'm not held and I'm not supported. And even though I was making money, like I was in a good space, but this just goes to say that you can be making money and still feel all these feels. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, I remember just being so down on myself. And I remember experiencing a lot of fear at that time. And I remember I was I wanted to launch a course, but I was afraid that it was, you know, not going to be as good as I thought it was. I didn't want to do it if only five people showed up. I was kind of in one of those those zones. And I remember something, something popped up somewhere. I have no idea what it was. Some YouTube or post or something on manifestation. And again, I had been like practicing manifestation and that work for a long time, but not actively. I'd been, I'd known about the concepts and believed them, but not actively practicing manifestation. And I remember at the time, like something just hit me so strong and it was like, enough is enough. This was the voice. The voice said, enough is enough. It's so painful to be here. Because when I'm when I was in that space, it was insecurity about my work. It was, will people even really like me? Because usually that is actually at the core of why we're not making the money. It's not just that we're not making money. There's beliefs and patterns that are, are underneath that. Like people will won't really like it. Maybe, you know, I'm gonna be talked about on social media in a bad way or What if people want their money back? Or what if my voice, what if I have nothing to say? What if I get on the podcast and I want to leave? Like there's so much what ifs that are in our experience that are the direct reason why we're not a match to more. And I remember feeling all of that so intensely and having this voice come in that said, enough is enough. Let's get your journal out and put everything that you know into play. And I remember I just got my journal out and I started writing essentially everything that I knew about manifestation in like two journal pages. And this journal practice became, it was literally just a channeled, it came through me, it was a channeled journal practice. It became the work that I give to all my clients in both my courses, Orgasmic Abundance and the Quantum Year. 
because this journal practice, essentially, I didn't know it was a journal practice at the time. I just thought it was for me. But I went through the questions that I asked myself and I went through my vision and my why and I started writing them all down. And there's like, I think there's like 12 questions. And after it was complete, I remember feeling so settled and so able. And I said to myself, I'm going to do this every day for the next month before I launch my next course. I want to launch this course now, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to do this. I'm going to practice. I'm going to get everything that I know about really like manifestation into place, into action. And if it works, I'll teach it. And that, and then when I launched the course next, I had over a hundred people join, which is my largest container yet. And it blew me away that I before was feeling so unsettled and so unheld. And then I put into practice this journal practice. And all of a sudden, it was like, this is the thing. And it started, um, I then moved on to teach it eventually, and I still teach it. Um, But it supported me in every area of my life. Like it supported me in finding clarity around the relationship I was in and where I was living in the world and what I wanted to launch next. And I mean, everything, right? Mm. Like there's so much that's possible there, but at the core of a manifestation process or at the core of this journal practice is the, the divine masculine saying enough of the story. Here's what we're creating. Right. And that's what's important is that we have to take time out of every day if we can to go. And sure, all of this is happening like this hurts and that is painful and this I'm unsure of. But I'm going to carve out this time where I can be totally sure I'm going to carve out this time where I can be totally in the belief of what is coming and what I'm wanting And that is the most important work that we can do if we're wanting to, if we're wanting to work less um, and do, do less, but be more, right? Because when you're in that practice, there's, it's a being state, it's an embodiment, it's a, and there's action steps, of course, but it's coming from a different state. It's not, you know, busy. It's not forced. It's, it's true. It's beingness. And that's how people can really feel us. And the leaders that I see that are the most successful are the ones that are especially feminine leaders, women that I see that are the most successful are the ones that are most themselves, (laughs) right? Like truly, truly themselves um, in various ways, right? That's reflected in various ways, but to me, it, the path of being so fully you and offering your work through that you-ness is how we amplify things in a really big way. Thank you so much, Ashay, for all of this, for your delicious energy and conversation and just like letting us in, in, in your energy and your space right now and how it feels. I'm sure that after this, if any of my followers are, have, are not following you yet, will love, love, love to enter your world. So what is a life for you right now? What's happening? Where is the place in which uh, people can just jump right into your life? So come 
on social media, Instagram is definitely where I like to play. In terms of courses, currently when we're recording this, we're on the first week of Orgasmic Abundance. It is a three-week course, um, but there's going to be an option at the end to have the replays. It's like such a beautiful journey so far. Um, But the course that is always available is the Quantum Year. And this is my year-long masterclass membership um, journey. And yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's all about entrepreneur energetics. So a lot that we've been talking about today. And it's a big community. So there's over 300 women in there. So it's beautiful to be with everyone on the journey. And there's a masterclass every month, an embodiment ritual led by a medicine woman and sister and friend of mine every month. And then a, a coaching Q&A live with me. So um, yeah, it's so beautiful and deep. And the women in this program are expanding into so much wealth. And it's so beautiful to witness and to be on the journey with women um, from all levels, from just starting their business to, you know, growing beyond six figures and and beyond. So Um, That's the program that you can always hop into. And it was a pleasure to be here. And thank you for listening and playing with me. Oh, my God. Thank you. And that sounds super exciting. So thank you so much, Ashe. And thank you, all of you who are listening for spending this time together and being here with us. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day or night, whatever this found you. And I'll talk to you very, very soon again. Bye bye. and for spending this time together. I'm here to awaken and activate as many humans as possible into their highest timeline. And if this episode supported you and touched you in any way, the best way to show me your appreciation and your love is to screenshot this episode and share it on your social media or to leave a review in whatever platform you love listening on. And if you're looking for additional spiritual support, you can always reach me at I am Daniela Arango on Instagram, or you can join my free Telegram channel, Daily Magic with Daniela Arango, and I will see you here on another episode.